Next up on Talk Zone is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Are you concerned about your job? Concerned about losing it? Concerned about not having the tools needed to reinvent your career or to reposition yourself in the workplace? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, or even if you just want to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, then join the conversation right now on Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Now, here are your hosts, Charlie and Eva. Welcome, everyone, to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. I am Charlie. And I am Eva. Nice. <laughs> Um, the mission of Corporate Talk is to use our collaborative powers to leave no stone unturned in making a difference in the workplace, even as one person. Right? That's absolutely true. Um, for those that will be seeing us in the first segment on Skype video, I'm a little wrapped up here because I'm still a little under the weather, so forgive me. Um, and how are you? But you sound well. I sound well. Good. Thanks. Yes, that's excellent. A <laughs> um, couple of things I want to say, right? Uh, internet radio is what we say an inch deep and a mile wide. So it's a long reach. But the main thing to understand is that the shows are available 7 by 24. I was just going to say that. And you can download the free Talk Zone app for your phone. And you can listen to us in the car, on your phone. You can take Charlie and Eva with you just about everywhere you go. Right. <laughs> um, and I want to mention last week's show was fantastic, and we had the privilege to hear from Eva directly and learn yes. about some of your programs, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. So please um, go to the website, go to TalkZone.com, find us, Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, download for your listening pleasure. And you can also like us on Facebook at Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva. Right. And then you will be privy to all the shows that are upcoming. Right. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have a great show uh, yeah. in a few seconds. Um, but I wanted to say a couple of things uh, leading up to it. Okay. Okay. Um, our mission and, you know, we have created the care model, which we won't go into, um, but it's a shared leadership model. And we promote shared leadership in the workplace. Um, shared leadership, as I define it, is leadership that is broadly distributed such that people within a team and or organization lead each other. It's kind of like horizontal leadership as opposed mm -hmm. to the more conventional or, as I sometimes say, egocentric vertical um, hierarchy. Um, now, a shared leadership team works best when everyone is aligned with a common motive. I agree. Okay? Uh, we don't want a team of rivals. We want a team of teammates. The most successful team model that we found is care. We have to care, right? When the team is aligned, when everyone is equally aligned and caring for what they're doing, the team has a greater chance for success. So, you know, I'm building up really for today's show because um, what we're seeing is a true example of shared leadership. Oh, I agree, and we'll yeah. talk about that a little more as we go forward. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of hoopla going on. 
a lot of things in the news, a lot of politics, and I have so much respect for these guys because they're under the radar, their head is down, and they're working their you-know-what's off mm-hmm, for absolutely. a really good purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we love them dearly. So um, today we have the privilege, and we have a great guest waiting, and I would like to introduce Kurt, and I hope I get the pronunciation right, Kurt. You can correct me. Kurt Reiber, and he is the CEO and president of the Free Store Food Bank, and you can find more about them at freestorefoodbank.org. Um, Kurt, are you with us? Eva, I'm here. Thanks for being having me have you with you. Ah, excellent. Um, Hi, Kurt. We're so excited to have you. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah, we really are, Kurt, because uh, we had the privilege of meeting you guys, and uh, it was pretty impressive because we found everyone that we met equally engaged, which I thought was a real true example of shared leadership. So great job in doing that. Well, we've got a great team. Uh, you talked about shared leadership, and uh, it's really an entrepreneurial spirit. Basically, what we're trying to do is we're, there's two things that we do. We, we feed the line of folks that are waiting for food, but we also try and shorten the line. And every single team member is very passionate about that. So it's great to be on Corporate Talk with uh, Charlie and Eva. Hmm. Uh, and, yes, and you know what? It's on all of us to share in this cause, Right. Right. And what I like what Kurt just said was that they feed the line, but they also try to shorten the line. And that's what I think we want to talk about today is we want to talk about all the services that the Free Store Food Bank provides, because I know that people know that they feed the hungry. But I also think that there's a lot of misconceptions. And I also think that there's a lot that they do that people don't realize that they do. And what I think is really interesting is the story, Kurt, of how the Free Store started. Can we start with that? Like talk about oh. that for a little bit, how exactly the free store started? Cause that's a really interesting story. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, gentleman by the name of Frank Gerson had an idea and he was, he, he looked at, he, he used to work for the city and he worked in their incinerator plant. Uh, so Frank's job was basically to burn things that, and rather than having them sent to the, uh, landfill, so, mm-hmm. but, but Frank looked at these items that came in and he looked at them and said, these are still perfectly good items. These are things that people could still use with a little TLC attached to them. So, you know, after, you know, during his shift, he would continue to set things aside and he would then would take those from the incinerator plant, take them back to his apartment and put them in a back room as an apartment. Well, he shortly and quickly grew out of that back room of his apartment and asked his landlord if he could you use the third floor of their apartment building for a free store. And, and really, the concept was just that simple. You know, Frank had an idea. He said, what if I can get some of these, this gently used furniture or uh, you know, household items to other people that can use them so they wouldn't have to buy them? And... You know, Frank started this out in 1971, and he assured me that he didn't use any, you know, that he didn't save any of the food that was going into the incinerator. Uh, that came at a later time where we started getting, you know, food as part of the free store. But the the bottom line was that Frank was our first recycler. He was a person 
that took these you know these items and repurposed them for people that could use them and really made a go of it and uh, really had a, a, an outstanding time just trying to meet the needs of our neighbors in need. And that's, that's what we've always been about. Right from the very get-go, the Free Star Food Bank has been serving our neighbors in need in the 20 counties in the tri-state area. And it started with Frank's idea of just getting some household items that other people can use rather than burning them. Unbelievable. So Frank was sort of like a one-man army, created this whole concept. Well, and, and talk about making a difference even as one person. Yeah, right. right. I mean, that's, it's an amazing story because here was someone that didn't have a lot of resources, but he just saw that, you know, furniture was and probably clothing and stuff was being destroyed that could be reused and could be given to someone in need and actually made a go of it, got the third floor of his apartment building to become the free store and started that way. I think that's amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, And I want everyone to understand how hard everybody in the free store food bank program works Mm -hmm. because think about um what the objectives are right i mean right. they have to like just like kurt said feed the line and shorten the line right um and i mean it really is uh, i applaud you guys because everybody's out there um maybe with personal agenda and you guys are out there working in careers that are really helping others and Kurt, when you're looking at when you were looking at the free store, and it started out with these gently used items, when did when did food come into play? Well, food came into play shortly thereafter. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Steve Gibbs, uh, who was our you know he, he he took over as a CEO of the Free Store Food Bank after Frank uh, sort of stepped aside. Frank Frank got to the point where he said he needed to have somebody that could. Uh, run the business side of this, have normal hours uh, mm-hmm. outside of his you know, work-a-day job. You know, Frank really couldn't devote a whole lot of time to the free store operation. So Steve Gibbs stepped in, and we started first working with uh, government commodities, the USDA commodities, the United States Department of Agriculture, would distribute food to communities and uh, what we did with the Free Store Food Bank is that we became a charter member of, at that time, it was America's Second Harvest. It's now known as Feeding America. But we became one of the charter members for Feeding America with the idea that we would get as much food as we could to the people in poverty in the 20 counties that we were serving. So uh, Steve really took the bull by the horns there and really started us down that pathway where we started to, uh, we were pretty much gleaners from the very get-go. We would go out and we would find uh, food items that were near date. In other words, they were were still good food items, but the the restaurants and the grocery stores couldn't sell them anymore to their, their patrons. So we picked those items up, we brought them into our distribution center, and then gave them out to people that could use them. And uh, that's really where we started developing our network of what is now 260 community partners. 
Uh, we can't do this by ourselves. We, we, we rely on folks in all 20 counties. These are, these are the food pantries, the soup kitchens, uh, the congregate care areas where they're feeding people each and every day. We provide the food to those 260 community partners, and they help us feed the 285,000 people in our region that are at risk of hunger. That's unbelievable. And, and um, how many people are in your operation as we speak right now uh, in terms have, of employees? Well, our, our, our team is made up of about 105 employees. Wow. But which the, the folks that are standing behind those employees and really helping our, our – and we've got an outstanding staff. I mean, our staff is second to none. I spent uh, almost 30 years in the banking industry, and – I will, you know, I would be hard pressed to, to get another team together that we have here at the Free Store Food Bank that is so passionate, caring, and committed to the customers that we're serving. But right behind them are over 8,000 community volunteers that come in and help us do our work each and every day. This is this is this is a community effort. This, they, our, our volunteers last year provided almost 75,000 hours of volunteer service to our neighbors in need. That's the way that's why this works. That's why 95% out of every resource that we get into the Free Store Food Bank can go directly to client services. Excellent. Um, so Kurt, we're going to have to Take our first break, but please stay with us because we have a lot more to talk about. Again, like I say, this is shared leadership at its best, but for a fantastic cause. Um, This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva and our very special guest, Kurt Reiber, President and CEO of Freestore Food Bank. Stay with us. We'll be right back. CARE Certification in the Workplace is the award-winning Shared Leadership Training Seminar that will revolutionize your career and position you as the go-to person in your organization, regardless of your job description. CARE is the acronym for Courage to Take Action Relevant to Everyone. This means your new workplace mission is to deliver results for the good of the company, but not at the expense of others. Up until now, CARE certification was only available through company-sponsored seminars. But now you can become CARE certified in the workplace on your own time. Order Module 1 today and begin the transformation. There's unlimited opportunity in the workplace today, provided you have the right strategy. Becoming CARE certified is the right strategy. For more information and to order, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. And now, let's return to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today is Kurt Reber. He is the CEO and president of the Free Store Food Bank here in the Cincinnati area. And, Kurt, I was really enjoying what you were saying earlier about um, 8,000 volunteers, and there's only 105 team members. I mean, that's an amazing amount of people and an amazing amount of people that you serve and then also 
coordinate to help serve the 285,000 people in the area that need your services. And I think one of the things that um, I know when people hear Free Store Food Bank, they always think food and providing food to the hungry. And I know especially around the holidays, but you guys do it all year round. But you've got so many other services that you provide. And I know that you have the Power Pack program, which I think is an amazing program where you help children that are at risk. And then you also have the catering kitchen and you train people how to cook. I mean, there's so many different services. It would be great if you could touch on some of those. Maybe we can start first with the Power Pack program, which I think is a great program. Sure, Eva. Thanks so much. And really, the the Power Pack program was uh, really a, a, uh, it, it was originally designed as, it was called a backpack program and that was something that other uh, food banks had done around the country so we tried to adopt their best practices to the our, to the region that we're serving and we worked with the folks from Leadership Cincinnati to try and expand and develop uh, not only a nutritional mix of food for the kids but have it be kid friendly food because what it really boils down to is this a power pack is a bag of food. It's a bag of food that the, a child can prepare themselves if their if their uh, parents are not home, and it's kid friendly food in that it's things that they're going to eat and and not waste. So it's 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 really an item that they get, and we serve right now about 4,500 power packs a week are distributed to roughly 100 power pack locations, and the power pack locations are schools. They're neighborhood schools that are in the communities that we serve, and we are trying to reach the top 10% of the students that are on free and reduced lunches through the school district and through the USDA program for free and reduced lunches. What you have to understand is that there are 78% of all the students in the 20 counties served by the Free Store Food Bank that are on free and reduced lunches. That equates to about 145,000 kids. So when you think about it, you know, my, my wife's uh, the media specialist and technologist over at Wyoming Middle School, and she loves it when they have a snow day. But I take snow days a little bit more personally because I know that there are times when there's a snow day when the schools are closed that there are kids that are there are almost 100,000 kids that are going to go without breakfast and lunch that day because they couldn't get to school. Yeah, we we were just talking about that. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, what we do with our power packs is we get them food for the weekends so they don't go home and go home to an empty cupboard and an empty refrigerator. You know, that's amazing. And and we were just talking about snow days over the weekend. And um, I'm originally from Chicago, and I was talking to someone that had gone to school in Chicago, and she was saying that in Chicago – they really watch the snow days for exactly that reason, because there are so many children that um, go home hungry. And I think what I really find amazing about the Power Pack program is how the teachers really get involved to see the children that are, you know, at high risk to that may not eat over the weekend and provide those power packs for those kids so that they have something that they can prepare for themselves on the weekend. It's really an amazing. It really is, and the metrics are shocking. Yeah, the metrics are shocking. I well, agree. When, you think, when you think about it, uh, there, are, uh, there was a study that was done, and they focused in on the 76 major metropolitan areas in the United States. 
Cincinnati's re, the region, the metropolitan region of Cincinnati ranks second in childhood poverty behind Detroit out of the 76 major metropolitan areas in the U.S. Yeah, I remember when you shared that statistic with us. We were just shocked at it. Yeah, we, it's it's it doesn't have to be. And and you guys are in the front lines of, you know, looking and helping and making such a difference for these children because when it comes to poverty and and just being hungry, I mean, how can you study? How can you learn anything? How can you how can you improve or or even have hope for the future if you're hungry all the time? Well, and so that's we, why this is such an amazing program. Yeah. We we basically say that a hungry child can't learn and an uneducated adult can't earn. And that, that is the start, that's the linchpin of the entire cycle that we're dealing with here as far as hunger and hunger in our community because the children that can't get a good meal can't focus in school and therefore they get behind. But the beauty part about the, the Power Pack program and all of our kid feed, our children feeding programs is that it puts a face on hunger. So many times we look at those, the, the customers, our clients, our neighbors that are waiting in line for food and we think it's some nameless, faceless person that doesn't have any connection to us whatsoever. But when I can tell people across the tri-state that we have a hundred power pack sites and these are schools that are in their neighborhoods. So we're feeding kids that are going to school with their children. It starts to make make, make it a little bit more real, you know, real and realistic for everyone in the tri-state when they think about it that way. I agree. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it is real. And like I mentioned earlier, it's almost as if you guys are under the radar, but you're really not. You're out there... Um, basically scrapping and clawing your way to help as best you can. And it just seems like, to me, this should be headline news, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this should, if, if I was, I hate to even discuss it like this, but if I was a child, you guys would be my heroes, right? Well, yeah. I appreciate that. We, and, and the thing is, is that <clears throat> we have a very caring community. Our, our community, has gone above and beyond in many cases uh, in supporting the Free Store Food Bank and the work that we do. But you know, when when we take a look at it and we say to ourselves, last year we provided just under 21 million meals to those 285,000 individuals in the tri-state, which is up from 18 million meals the year before. That represents only about a third of the overall need that is in our community. There are 50 million meals that are being missed by those 285,000 food insecure individuals, our neighbors. Wow. Wow. And why do you think that, is it just that there's just not enough bandwidth to provide those meals or are people just falling through the cracks? Well, it, it, it's even, it's really the working poor. And, and, and so many times we, as I, as I tried to say, we, you know, you know, it, it, you know, that person that is experiencing hunger is a nameless, faceless individual. What we're seeing is that it, it's, these are families that usually have at least one person working and maybe two people working in the household, but they just don't have enough. 
because of the economy that we're in, because of the Great Recession we just went through, many folks are working at jobs that are paying them 70 to 75% of what they were making before. So when they get to the end of the month, they have too much month and not enough money. The other thing that we see where people come in to, to our food pantries around the tri-state is that an emergency came up. Uh, the car broke down. A child got sick. Utility bills, you know, let's face it, I mean, if you look at last year's last winter, utility bills for everybody were out of sight. Right, the yeah. folks that we see that are coming to our 260 food pantries in the tri-state are coming there because of those emergency situations, and they ended up spending the money they would have spent on food on those items to get the car fixed so they can get to work, to get the mm-hmm. child, you know, better by getting them some medicine. You know, we shouldn't have to make a decision as to whether or not we pay for heat or food, right. medicine or food. And, and the other the other vulnerable group is our seniors. And, and I, I take this very personally with, with my, my mom. You know, she's 82 years old. She's living on a fixed income. And, you know, whenever my wife and I go over to visit, we always try to bring her some, you know, prepared meals so she can, you know, not so she doesn't have to worry about that. But mm-hmm. there's so many seniors that are out there that are dealing with that that don't have family members that can help in those sort of situations. So we have to become their family. We have to be their support system. Jeez. Yeah, it's amazing, and and it's so important what you brought up about the working poor because. So many times I think some of the misconceptions are, and, and like you said, I mean, the community is great and it reaches out, but so many times there's misconceptions that it's people that aren't working or don't have jobs, but you can have a job and still not make enough money to feed your family. And that's why these services are so important. You know, it's people that are working hard and still can't make ends meet, you know, and, and that's just, that's just wrong and not fair. And that's a, that's a whole nother, Weeks worth of shows, right? Yes. But um, I mean, even so, you asked about you asked about our other our other, and you mentioned the, our cooks program, and let me just touch mm-hmm. on that because uh, that is one area. In addition to our wraparound services that we provide at our Liberty Street Collection, uh, Customer Connection Center, where we help shorten the line, our cooks program is another example of us shortening the line. We get individuals that are underemployed or unemployed. Many of them have past criminal records that you know, are looking for work, but they don't have the skill sets in order for them to get a job. What we do is our, our cook's program is a 10-week training program where they not only learn how to cook, but they're also preparing meals each and every day. They, you know, Our students prepare 1,500 meals a day for our kids' cafe locations. So it's a win-win situation. Children are getting fed. Adults are learning how to get a job. And 90% out of all the students that graduate from our program, get jobs within 60 days of graduation and maintain those jobs for 12 months out, which is how long we, we track them. And these are good jobs. These are jobs that are sous chefs in some of the fine area restaurants that are here on the banks at uh, uh, in downtown Cincinnati. Uh, they work with companies such as Frisch's, um, and and get great jobs there. And they move up through the ranks because they have a determination to succeed, but they also have a skill set that allows them to put themselves head and shoulders above 
you know, most of the other competition out there that are looking for jobs. And that's what we're so thrilled about. Our, our Cook students, our graduates, become our best ambassadors because they know that after they've spent 10 weeks in our kitchen, they can confront and deal with any other obstacle that they com- confront in their lives as well as at the job. That's terrific. That's terrific. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back from break. But we're about to take our second break. Stay with us, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and we'll be right back. Charlie Labosco is an author, speaker, and trainer with over 40 years' experience in the corporate workplace. Contact Charlie today to interact, influence, and inspire others in your organization. Whether it's a one-hour keynote presentation or a five-day training seminar, Charlie is available to speak on many topics, including making a difference in the workplace, even as one person, building shared leadership teams, and his signature award-winning seminar, Care Certification in the Workplace. Charlie speaking at your organization will make a difference on day one. For more information and to book Charlie, go to charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Let's get back to Charlie and Eva for more corporate talk on TalkZone. Okay, guys, we are back. This is segment three. Um, We're speaking with the CEO and president of the Free Store Food Bank, and that is Kurt Ryber, Kurt, I know we keep saying your name. Um, can you please correct the pronunciation it, it, of your yeah, last you're, name? You're, you're doing it right. It, it's Ryber. It's like uh, rye bread, except rye and burr like you're cold. So it's Ryber. Excellent. Thank you. And I almost said Ryber, and then I second-guessed myself at the last moment. So sorry, Kurt. <laughs> Not a you know, as long as you don't come late for dinner, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things. You know, you, you were talking before the break about the Cook's program. And... Um, you mentioned that many of these cooks were unemployed, maybe even on the street, maybe even had um, criminal records and such. I want to say a couple of things because uh, I was privileged to have a tour of that kitchen. Mm-hmm. And what I witnessed was hospital-like in cleanliness. It was amazing. <laughs> it was it was so well run. It was it was really amazing in how much food is prepared there. Right. And all the work that goes on there. And it was so well run by each person that was in there. And it everybody was, was super passionate. Example right? of shared leadership. Yes. Yeah. Um, it really was something to see. And I want to say that without a doubt, the people in the Cooks program. Share that um, common motive of care, and that's what makes the difference. And it comes uh, from you guys. And, you know, a program like that, Kurt, takes a leader. And um, it's interesting. We'd be interested to know maybe a little more about you. How long have you been with the program? And tell us a little bit about your background. Okay. Well, uh I've been in my role now for three and a half years. Uh, prior to that, I was on the board for 14 years. Um, I was I, I, I worked for Key Bank uh, for 29 years, or its predecessor institutions, and uh, they really encouraged uh, their employees to get involved in the community. And I I've done that everywhere I've gone. But when I came to Cincinnati, 
and I've been living in Cincinnati now for uh, almost 20 years now. Uh, I really got involved with the free store because I one day I uh, they asked me to drop off a check that we were making a donation to the free store, and uh, the next thing I knew, they said they were they wanted to give me a tour of the warehouse. So I took a tour of the warehouse, and the next thing I knew, I was being asked to serve on a committee, and then I volunteered, and I brought my wife and family down, uh, and it was just a labor. It's been a labor of love for you know uh, so many years. But when I um, when I turned fifty uh, a couple years back, my kids gave me a book called Halftime by Bob Buford. And in that book, it talks about moving from success to significance. And when, after I've got done reading that book, I mean, I'll tell you, it's, you know, many people have asked to borrow it, but I've got it so dog-eared and highlighted and tabbed that I said, well, I said, just excuse the, all my notes on here, but it's something that is almost my manual, if you will, on how I wanted to live the latter half of my life. I really wanted to do something that gave back to the community and made a difference. And each and every day that I come into the free store food bank, uh, we do that. I mean, and, and it's not just me. I, I, I sort of jokingly told the, the entire team when I you know, when the board selected me from the nationwide search that they had done that they said that I was going to be the next CEO of the free store food bank. I told them, I said, you know, I was jumping up and down for about an hour so excited about the job, but then I sat in a chair for another two hours after that and said, oh, my goodness, I've got this job. What am I going to do? Yeah. But then I yeah. realized that I didn't. I was not doing it alone. I was doing it with 105 other supporting yeah. cast members, my team. And uh, as I said before, uh, I, I, I sort of uh, chuckled at your uh, uh, way you talk about uh, – Internet or the 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 um, radio station being a, a, a mile wide and an inch deep. That's mm-hmm. what I told the staff that I, I had about a miles wide of worth of information, but about an inch deep. So I've been over the past three years, I've been growing growing my roots here, and really trying to reach out to the community because you're right when you talk about the free store. People think, oh, they give out food, mm-hmm. and some of them may be aware that we have this little event down on the river called the Rubber Duck Regatta mm-hmm. where we raise millions of dollars to feed hungry people. Some people may be aware of the uh, the Power Pack program or maybe our Kids Cafe program, but you know, very few know that we have a protective payee program and a direct rent program that allows us to be serve as really the private banker for almost a 1,000 individuals who would otherwise be out on the street and not be able to manage their own resources and their own finances. We help them do that. Wow. Um, you know, it, it's, it's those sorts of things that, you know, when uh, usually when we, we talk about in the free store, we talk about the food connection and hope. The food allows us to have that, start that conversation with an individual. We basically, you know, when someone comes into our Liberty Street location, the first thing we ask them is, what brought you here, and how can we keep you from having to come back? I've told so many groups that I really want to put us put us out of business, and mm-hmm. they get a little bit concerned and scared about that. I said, I said we're not mm-hmm. going anywhere soon, but yeah. I would love it to be where we were needed. 
you know, we're one of 200 food banks in the Feeding America network. And just in our region, there are one in six individuals that deal with hunger each and every day. You know, put it put it another way. If you think about the Great American Ballpark, if you figure you'll fill that up twice with about 50,000 fans cheering on the Reds to the next World Series, if you fill it up twice, that's how many kids that are dealing with hunger every day and they don't know where their next meal is coming from. Jeez. And it just seems so wrong, right, because there is so much out there. Yeah, you know what, I... One of the reasons why I wanted to know a little bit more about Kurt and, and Kurt's background is, mm-hmm. you know, why would someone want to uh, have a career at the food store? What what does it take? And, you know, basically I understand it now, right? It's uh, someone that wants to feed the line and shorten the line. Right. And not feed the line and tell everybody. Feed the line and shorten the line. And uh, it's really incredible. And take all that corporate experience and then use it to mobilize this whole group of volunteers. Yeah, I mean, off topic, but for another show, we would love to uh, make the analogy between the the corporate staff at the food store and maybe some of the corporate staffs in corporate America. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, As I said before, I would stack up my team here at the free store uh, with any team that I, you know, that that I enjoyed, you know, partnering with uh, in the 29 years I was with Key Bank. And I'm not putting any of the folks at Key Bank. The folks at Key Bank were outstanding. But, you know, what I've seen here in the three and a half years that I've been privileged to be the leader of this fine group is a group of passionate, caring individuals that are on the front line of uh, an emergency situation. And, and mm-hmm. when you talk about first responders, and, and, and we give all credit and deference to those first responders that go into harm's way, that's what I have here at the Free Store Food Bank. I have individuals that have, have gone out under bridges to get homeless people housing. I've had people go out and find people that are living in the camps and getting them food. Um, you know, we're, we're getting food to kids it would otherwise go hungry. We're, you know, I, let me just tell you a story about uh, this gentleman. Whose name, his name is Ralph. I met Ralph two Thanksgivings ago. He was the third person in line waiting for Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving you know, distri- food distribution. And I got talking with him. This was around 4 o'clock in the morning uh, because people line up because they feel that we're going to run out of food, and we never mm-hmm. have, we never will. But Ralph was sitting there, and I said, Ralph, I said, what brought you to this spot? He said, well, he goes, I, had, I, was, uh, uh, I retired from the Army. I'm on disability, and I just don't have enough money to make ends meet. That's what brings me to your doorstep. Hmm. I said, well, Ralph, what did you enjoy doing when you were in the Army? He said, well, I was a cook in the Army. I said, what sort of training have you had? He said, Kurt, I never really had any formal training other than what they taught me at the Army. I said, well, how would you like to get some, you know, real hands-on training that would really pay big dividends for you? He said he would love it. He goes, but you know, Kurt, he goes, no one's going to hire me. I'm 68 years old. I said, Ralph, I said, let me worry about that. Let our team worry about you getting, getting you a job. Let's get you into our program. 
So the next thing I know, I'm there to welcome our next class of Cook students. And there's Ralph sitting front and center with a big smile on his face. Well, I Unbelievable. Welcome them, I welcome them to the Free Store family. And then, a long story short, 10 weeks later, they're getting ready to graduate. And I'm talking to Ralph before the graduation, and he's just so excited. He said, Kurt, I've got a job. I said, right. I said Ralph, where are you going to work at? He goes, I'm going to be working at Talbert House in their kitchen cooking for returning Army veterans. Wow. I mean, what could have been better, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, you also recruit, which is fantastic, and right. you recruit the motive. You know, you found a, another shared leader. And you recruited that person, and now that person's making a difference, right? Absolutely. Um, and, and, and then, you know, we, we've established, because, you know, we're trying to become self-sustaining as well from the Free Store Food Bank's point of view. So we developed a social enterprise with our Cooks program called Cooks Catering. Now, that's an area where a lot of our students come in and say that they'd like to set up their own catering business. Mm-hmm. And we said, okay, be careful what you ask for, because when you get to a catering job, you're not the one that's at the party. You're the one that's working the party. So if you want to be working every Thanksgiving, you know, every Christmas, every Thanksgiving, every holiday, and every weekend, you know, that might not be the job that you're looking for, but many of them have stuck with it. But our catering business allows us to plow about $250,000 back into our cooks program to help pay for the next students that come through. Now, by no means are we anywhere near self-sufficient because it costs us about a million and a half dollars to run our cooks program. But it's an effort on our part to not only teach the students about the catering business, but also we put out a great product. I would stack our catering business up against any other caterer in town, and we would hold our own. Um, I absolutely would as well, and we're going to be promoting that going forward, and we're going to be encouraging companies to have their holiday parties catered by you guys. Um, but we have to take our final break mm-hmm. and come back with our closing uh, minutes with CEO and President of the Free Store Food Bank, Kurt Reiber. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. Let Charlie Labosco show you how to revolutionize your presence in the workplace. Charlie is looking to improve the workplace, and by that he means your relevance in it. Charlie has over 40 years in the corporate workplace. He has seen the unbelievable, mind-boggling, off-the-charts changes in technology, but no real change in our day-to-day and sometimes toxic workplace behavior. Charlie's mission is to revolutionize the workplace by providing the training and the tools needed to lead any organization, regardless of your job description. For more about Charlie and how to be a part of the workplace improvement revolution, visit charliespeaking.com. That's charliespeaking.com. Welcome back to Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva on TalkZone.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Corporate Talk with Charlie and Eva, and our guest today has been Kurt Reiber, and he is the CEO and president of the Free Store Food Bank. And, Kurt, I know that people are listening, and there is so much I'm sure that they want to ask. And the the website is freestorefoodbank.org, but... If people want to volunteer, what can they do or how can they donate? 
Well, they can donate online. We have a very easy app on that. You just prestorefoodbank.org, and you click on the Donate button. We've got a Donate button right there on the front page of our website. Uh, there's also a tab where you can go in and you can volunteer at a number of our different events that we have going on throughout the year. Um, one big event that we have you know, every year is we have our uh, Rubber Duck Regatta, and we have hundreds and thousands of volunteers that come in and support that effort. Um, distributing food during the holidays is another big event where we have a lot of volunteers. They can also call to uh, our our number, which is 513-482-FOOD. That's 513-482-3663 is another way for them to donate or to find out where they can volunteer at. Uh, In addition to our Liberty Street Customer Connection Center, and our Mayerson Distribution Center up on Tennessee Avenue. We also have a uh, community garden called the Giving Fields in Melbourne, Kentucky, which is a place where a lot of folks go out to volunteer at because it's a 10-acre farm where we harvest fresh fruits and vegetables to serve our neighbors in need in northern Kentucky. And over the past four years, we've harvested about 400,000 pounds of fresh produce from those 10 acres, that 10 acres of That's land. That's unbelievable. Farm to table. And right? Yeah. It goes right, it goes right to someone's table. Absolutely. That's amazing. And I mean, and you guys make it so easy for people to volunteer. And I, and I know that, um, you get some of your money is generated from the cook's catering, but how much, um, I mean, how does free store run in terms of donations? And is is the bulk of the donations that come from just your basic person, or is it corporations or both? Well, uh, we have a uh, – when I tell people that we have a $65 million budget, they're somewhat amazed at that uh, because they, they think we're just a small little food pantry. Uh, but we have a $65 million uh, budget. Uh, about $13 million of it is cash. The other is donated food or in-kind donations or, or purchased food. We have about of all the food that we distribute, and last year, as I said, we distributed just under 21 million meals. 55% of that food was donated from folks like Kroger, Procter and Gamble, uh, Walmart, Meyer. Um, you know, the, the basically the retailers and the wholesalers and manufacturers of uh, of food items. We get 35% of our food from the federal programs like the USDA and state programs such as the Ohio Agricultural Clearance Program, which we do in conjunction with the Ohio Association of Food Banks, where we have funds that are allocated to us from the state of Ohio, and we use those funds to go and purchase food items from Ohio farmers. So it's you know using Ohio tax dollars to help Ohio farmers to help feed our hungry neighbors. You know, if if I think about that, that's a win-win-win situation. Right Jeez. There. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's amazing, right? It's complicated. Yeah. There's there's so much work done by such a small group of people. It's amazing the mountains that can be moved when the team is aligned with the common motive. Right. Right? Yeah. No, it, it really, really is. is. It really is. And when you look at volunteers, we have about six minutes left, Kurt. And so when you're looking for volunteers, is there any one place that if someone wants to help that you need more help than others is it better to donate money, or is it better to volunteer, or is it better to do both? Is there any place that, you know, you could use more help? Well, Eva, I'll never turn away money. Uh, of course. <laughs> but 
but because uh, every dollar that we get in allows us to provide three meals to a neighbor in need. So we have wow. a very big leveraging factor that we have out there. Um, you know, folks, you know, I, I always say it's time, talent, and treasures. And what you're trying to do is we're trying to wrap your arms around uh, giving back to this community where we love, you know, love to live, work, and play. And mm-hmm. there are so many caring individuals that are out there. In fact, a lot of corporations have found it good to have their young professionals come and volunteer with us so they can get a little bit more attached to the community because that's what they found is, and, and Charlie, I'm sure you and Eva have both seen this, You know, people get tied into the community not by what they get from the community but what they give to the community. Mm-hmm. And that's what we provide them, the, the ability to come in, make a donation of their time, and usually when they, you know, you know, when their time is there, that's when their treasures start to follow, follow with their time because they look at it and say, geez, if I'm spending, you know, a few hours a week working for the free store, what if I gave them a little money so they could go out and buy some additional food? Uh, and then when you think that 95% out of all the resources that we get in go directly to client services, that's a pretty efficient operation. It really is. It's really efficient. And I was actually going to ask you about that, too, because I know I saw that on the website, that 95% of what's donated goes back into the operation, which is just amazing. It's really amazing. I think it's headline news. I think it is, too. I really do. And we have to do our share. We have to we have to get this out. I'm going to keep track of the uh, hits on this episode, and I want to share the metrics as we move forward. And so, Kurt, when... As we're kind of winding down, I think it would make sense to talk a little bit about the Cook's Catering because people can actually use Cook's Catering for their events. So how would um, they contact the free store to find out more about Cook's Catering? Uh, they can order or they can go online at freestorefoodbank.org in order to get uh, catering. They can also call that same number, 513-482-FOOD, which is 513-482-3663. Uh, they can call. They can reach out to me directly if they'd like to, and I'll get them connected uh, with our catering manager to make sure that their events are you know, properly catered. You know, we've done events as small as my daughter's rehearsal dinner in our backyard, up to uh, uh, meals for a thousand people. So we can go do anywhere in between there. Uh, what I would also mention is that, uh, in addition to our website, people can follow us on Facebook. And they see where, what areas we're, you know, going out and, you know, having events at. They can, uh, come to those events, join us for those events. They can follow us on Pinterest. Uh, if they want to follow us on Twitter, they can do that as well. They can also follow me on Twitter because I'll, you know, sometimes be tweeting about some of the events that we're undertaking and some of our partnerships. Uh, when you think about the various partners that we have out there, uh, in addition to Kroger and, you know, right now we have our checkout hunger program that's going on at all the Kroger stores where people can just tear off a coupon for one, three, or ten dollars and add it to their grocery bill and that will go directly to the free store food bank. Uh, La Rosa's is selling their buddy cards this year through the end mm-hmm. of December and five dollars out of every ten dollar purchase goes directly to the free store food bank. It's those kinds of things that, you know, people can make a difference. And it's not, it's not even really the big gifts. I had a young lady today who's been doing this for the past three years now. She dropped off 220 pounds of canned goods that she used her own money, her allowance, her chore money, 
to purchase and brought it down with her mom and her grandma to drop off because she wanted to make sure that the babies got fed this holiday season. Wow. That's that's what gives me all kinds of uh, just enthusiasm about this community and the, the fact that together we can solve hunger. Well, and I love that story, and I love all of your stories and the work that you do, because, you know, we tend to hear all so much negativity in the news, and here it is, it's, you know, the community reaching out and helping other people in the community, and I think that's huge, and we really thank you today for being on the show. It's been really terrific. Yep. Eva, um, Charlie, thank you for allowing us to, to share this time with you all, because what we do is we we'll try to use the holiday season as a way for us to continue to focus uh, and let people know that hunger is with us, and they don't take, it doesn't take a holiday. Hunger is with us 24-7, 365, and we use the holidays to share that message with everyone. That's perfect. Yeah, no, and I get it, and thank you so much for sharing that. Yes, thank you, Kurt. Thanks for being here, and I hope you and your family have a great holiday. And your whole team as well. Exactly. Thank you so very much for uh, having, uh, having me on, and... Uh, Uh, allowing us to uh, share your audience for a day. Excellent. Take care, and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Kurt. Bye now. Bye. Um, We have to make sure we get that contact information on our Corporate Talk page and keep it out there so people can... Yes, and let me just give that contact information one more time. To call the food bank, you can call at 513-482-3663, or... 482 food and you can also reach out to them at the free store foodbank.org and i want to thank kurt reiber again for being on our show he's the ceo and president of the free store food bank and what an amazing job him and his team do great company day. it's a great it's a great company it's wonderful excellent okay great show we yes great show see and we will see you all next week just a reminder all our replays are available 24 7 at talkzone.com have a great week everyone thanks Talk everyone to you Monday. see you next week bye 